This is the New Mom Show. Two sisters, two babies, and more than two cups of coffee. I'm Alexis. And I'm LaToya. And we're figuring out how to do new motherhood right along with you. Join us as we navigate the good stuff, the hard stuff, and the what the heck just happened stuff. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Before jumping into this week's episode, we are so excited to let you know that this week's episode is brought to you by Cantu Beauty. Cantu Beauty has been a trusted go-to textured hair care solution for the entire family for over 10 years. In our family of origin, myself, Alexis, and our little brothers have actually been using Cantu products for years as well, but we just discovered the Cantu Care for Kids line. Right now, we are all about the nourishing shampoo and nourishing conditioner, which are awesome for helping to keep the curls holding together. Since using these products on my daughter, she has less frizz and tighter, more defined curls. We've noticed a huge difference in the hair of both our girls' curls, actually, since we started using these products. The products smell super fresh, and they make our hair look even fresher. And speaking of fresh, the Cantu Kids Refresher, which is designed to reduce frizz and add shine, is an especially great product for Maya, who has tighter curls and thicker hair than Juliana. Their range of products in this kids line is great for the many different textures curly hair comes in. And while the Cantu Care for Kids line is made with kids in mind, I actually use these products too. My hair is longer and a bit thicker and often drier than my daughter's usually. But these products make me want to wear my hair down every day to show off the shine of my curls now. Cantu Care for Kids uses shea butter, coconut oil, and honey to help nourish those curls. And you can join us in the Cantu crew by heading over to their website at www.cantubeauty.com or you can head over to sallybeauty.com. I'm also going to have the links to these awesome products that we are loving right now in our show notes at thenewmomshow.com. So again, cantubeauty.com, sallybeauty.com, and thenewmomshow.com. We'll have links to all these great products. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Hello, new moms. Um, We are really excited. I'm like even extra excited now after just having a little chat with (laughs) with the person that we get to interview today um, a little while back. Someone contacted us with um, about a beautiful cookbook that was written for pregnancy and asked if um, it could be sent to us, and it was sent to us, and I got a chance to go through it, and now we get to spend time with the author who is going to tell us all kinds of fun things and going through the book. Well, I'll just wait. I'll tell you in a minute. Okay, so let me just introduce Miss uh, Catherine Jones. Hello, Catherine. Well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. I'm thrilled to be on your show, and I'm thrilled because I can contribute to all of the important information that you guys give new moms. I think Mm -hmm. new moms need a lot of help, and it's people like you that provide a lot of support. So thank you. Thank you for saying that. We try. We need a lot of support. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's how this podcast was born. Um, Okay, so Catherine is hailing from the East Coast. We're over here on the West Coast. And um, in your own words, you said that you are a seasoned mama. Can you tell us a little bit about your motherhood and just like a little bit about your background and what you're passionate about? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I am a seasoned mom. The This is the third edition of Eating for Pregnancy. I wrote the first when I was a brand new mom, mm. um, but my kids are in their 20s now, and uh, they're both in school. So uh, I'm, I'm a seasoned mom, and I've been uh, writing books for the last uh, 25 years. I did four nutrition cookbooks. Um, one of the reasons I chose to write books is because I needed a mobile career because my husband is a foreign service officer. So I've been on the road for most of my life because my father was also a foreign service officer. So I've been bouncing around the world for probably around 35, 40 years now. And yeah, I was born in India. And so I am just a seasoned mom plus a, a, a world globetrotter, really. Yeah. Um, so I come, I come at cooking with a very eclectic background. Yes. And I, I, after I graduated from college, I went to cooking school in France. And I decided um, after working in the kitchen for about five years that it was too hot for me. And uh, when I met my husband, I knew that I couldn't open a restaurant or, or you know, have like a, a sedentary life. So decided to write uh, cookbooks and that's where I am now. And uh, when my kids went to school, uh, after they finished and went off to college, I decided at that point that I could start a business. So based on my work with nutrition, I founded a company that does health tech. And once again, it uh, sort of circles back to cooking because uh, we do software for women with gestational diabetes. Okay, so... I'm sorry, did you want to say, I have so many questions. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that that was a lot of awesome information in there. Go for it. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to tap into is gestational diabetes, which I knew nothing about until becoming a new mom myself. Why did you, could you actually define it for us and then tell us like why did you go into researching and, you know, developing tools for Sure. It? Yeah, so, um, so the reason why I decided to focus on gestational diabetes um, in the health tech space is uh, because it's sort of an overlooked, uh, it overlooked section of diabetes. Okay. Um, it's becoming more and more common among women uh, during pregnancy. In fact, it's probably one of the most common conditions in pregnancy right now. Um, and uh, the, the way it loops back into my background is that the first line of defense for gestational diabetes is uh, medical nutrition therapy. So um, when you're diagnosed and you start, uh, you know, your glucose, blood glucose testing, um, you're also given sort of a, a kind of carb-focused uh, diet to follow, and that's where we can really offer support to women. So um, while we have, we're developing a kit for gestational diabetes, so it will have all the hardware that a patient needs, plus we're doing um, a lot of research and development on an app that will actually help mom navigate a lot of different aspects of, of the condition from uh, nutrition to exercise, et cetera. Hmm. Okay. So is your background in technology before it was in cooking? No, no. Um, it's always been sort of cooking, writing, psychology is, was my major. Um, Mm. but, uh, you know, I've, I just sort of jumped into tech and uh, I love it. It's very dynamic. I meet a lot of wonderful, interesting people and, um, it's, uh, it's a way to give back as well. So I, you know, the first study that we did, 
um, with the technology in, in its version one was with the University of Maryland Medical Center. Mm. And um, it went very, very well. So we're really excited about that. I just want to tell your listeners that this is not a product that's on the market. It won't be on the market because it's medical nutrition therapy. So it will be um, prescribed. Gotcha. Um, so it's a coded download for an app. But I know in case you're going to go and search for it, you can search Glucose Mama, which is the name of the um the app, but it's not, it's not on the app store. So, um, it's in research and development right now, and it probably won't see, um, the market for another two years as we continue to get grants to do research. Wow. How exciting. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Is this something that, um, did you encounter gestational diabetes or when did you kind of figure out, like, how did this tie into your cooking in your cooking. Yeah, that's a great, I, I love that question because um, I did have a high-risk pregnancy. In fact, I had both of my pregnancies were high-risk. Um, I had preeclampsia and um, that's high blood pressure um, during pregnancy. And normally my blood pressure is very low. I'm a very, you know, calm person, never had an issue with it. Um, but during both of my pregnancies, it really spiked. Yeah, very zen. <laughs> Even your voice is like, Yes, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, I spend a lot of time meditating, actually. Oh. Um, but uh, so my daughter, uh, she, I, I developed uh, preeclampsia, and she was premature, and she was three pounds eleven ounces, and spent two months in the NICU. Um, had a number of surgeries because she developed neck, um, necrotizing enterocolitis, which sometimes happens um, with newborns that are premature. And that whole, that whole, uh, you know, chain of events um, got me to write the first book because I thought to myself, how can I give back to women who are feeling so stressed out during pregnancy? They want to do the right thing. And nutrition is such an important part of pregnancy that you know, this, how do I give back? So I actually paired up with the registered dietitian who, who worked with me during my pregnancy. And, uh, together we wrote the first book in 2003. Um, it was published and, uh, we've been working together ever since. She's uh, actually a registered dietitian at Inova Fairfax hospital, which is a big chain, um, still working with high risk patients. So she's seen everything because she was also, you know, had private clients as well. So, um, together we, you know, created the first, uh, version of the book and now we're on our third edition. Um, the things that have changed is that we keep it updated. The second edition came out in, uh, 2009. And so the, this is 20, you know, this is 17 years later, basically. Um, so we just keep it updated. We keep adding new recipes according to eating trends. You'll see a lot more vegan information in this book, a lot of information on gestational diabetes as that becomes more of a concern to women. Sure. Um, a lot of lactose intolerance, a lot of low carb, just because of, uh, you know, gluten-free diets. Uh, there's some of that in there too. You know, we, we sort of identify recipes that might work for various eating habits. And wow. I like what I like about this book is that not only is it a cookbook, but you also have tips on how to deal with things that when you're before you get pregnant for the first time, you don't know these things are coming, like leg cramps and heartburn and indigestion and um, things that can be somewhat alarming. Like, is this normal? What do I do for this? And so I like that you have tips for some of these very common experiences in pregnancy as well. And 
um, we'll get into it a little bit later, but I, I really, really appreciate what you say about postpartum health as well and nursing. I think that those are things that, um, I guess everyone has their own experience. For me, the postpartum was a lot more difficult than the pregnancy itself. Um, but I think that everyone has a different experience with that. So I like that you kind of tackle the gamut of the whole experience of becoming a mom for the first time and how it relates to your health and the baby's health as well. Absolutely. And uh, one of the doctors that uh, we're work we worked with at NIH um, said that, you know, uh, pregnancy doesn't end with delivery. Right. And that is so true. I mean, like the whole, that. the body has to recondition itself and it takes mo months. It's, it's nine months, up, nine months down, basically. Yeah. Um, and there's to nine, I feel it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still, I'm only eight months postpartum and it's, it, it definitely feels like the first kid, it felt after a few months, oh, I'm postpartum. Oh, it's over. And not with the second kid. I'm like, ah, yeah, my body is not okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And you have to be gentle with yourself because, yeah. um, you know, it might take a long time to get to get to feel that, you know, vitality again. Yeah. Um, and that's that's why we brought in the experts. Actually, we brought in um, Shoshana Bennett, Dr. Shosh, who is an expert on uh, PPD, postpartum depression. Yeah. She um, she really is. She's written a number of books. She's a lovely person. She's um, you know, she's on the website, she's a big web presence. She's actually a big activist um, for PPD when it was, she suffered uh, with both of her pregnancies, but she suffered terribly during her first, where she was very, she was in a very dark space. Mm -hmm. And that's how she decided to help women. But I think uh, celebrities who have come out and talked about PPD is a big thing. I think the breastfeeding movement now, where um, you're not shamed to breastfeed in public, I think that's a big thing. Um, all of these are big improvements. Um, and weight loss is something that you know we all struggle with at certain stages in life and it's something that comes you know you have to be sort of a calm in the right space to to start that process of mm. of you know self-care so that's that, that's coming um also that information comes from linda wade who's a psychologist who uh you know talks about talks about being in that space or how to get to that that calm space to be able to to uh you know to start uh, controlling your diet and everything else, but yeah. it's also tricky because if you're breastfeeding, you know, shouldn't be dieting and all right. this stuff. So it's a lot to balance. And then, you know, you still have your hormones raging and you oh have exhausted, yeah. you might have a toddler, you know, it's <laughs> not easy. You're, you're half awake half the time. I think. Yeah, I basically did. Yeah. I had to tell today, I had to tell one of my students asking me questions and I was like, listen, I love you, but you have to understand my cognitive function right now. Like I am constantly <laughs> embarrassing. I'm I'm out here working in the sun. Like I'm gonna give you dumb answers. Okay. I'm not gonna <laughs> she was like, no, Alexis, you don't know you know. Oh honey, you'll know in ten years. You'll understand. But I right. know they, they call it placenta brain in pregnancy, but they should have a name for it postpartum too. Cause I really sometimes I look back and I'm like uh, that was dangerous. Ooh. I should not have been functioning. <laughs> yeah. My husband all the time will catch me like why are you letting her do, like, to my daughter, why are you letting her do, I'm like, I didn't even notice, oh my god. Yeah, yeah god exactly. <laughs> Oh my it's true, and I can say as a as a seasoned mom sitting here, um, you know, they're different different stages are wonderful. Enjoy everything, enjoy the the beauty of living in the moment with your little kids. Um, yeah. And uh, some, my mother had five kids, and her advice to me, which I keep repeating to moms, is. Um, 
you know, when you're at wit's end, just remember that kids change every six months. And it's so true. Just when you think like, oh, gosh, I can't take this anymore. It's like, they're different. They wake yeah. up that morning and they're different. And I can tell you the same thing happens when they're in their 20s, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I feel like you're different too, right? Like as we're going yeah. through all of these processes with them, like Alexis and I recorded recently an episode on transitions and the things that we've learned, um, potty training and sleep training our kids. And I feel like with every transition we're guiding them through, I'm having to evolve at the same time. You know, things that were easy for me in the past, maybe you're less easy or vice versa. You know, just, yeah, it's just like constant adjustments in motherhood. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But try, I mean, I just, if I look back, I can say, oh, yeah, right now I'd be so much a better mom just because I'm calm. You know, I'm like, don't sweat the small stuff. You know, that's yeah. that's the other thing. It's just like, you know, it, it just look at the big picture and keep that in mind. If your yeah. kid is healthy and happy and you're healthy and happy, I think you're 90% of, of the way there. So that's a good perspective. Yeah. Um, that's a 1%. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I, okay, good thing I'm editing this. I wanted to, um, I'm going backwards a little bit. Well, I have a question about food. Sure. Question? Okay, yes. Go for it. Okay. So, um, I, it's so funny because I have been thinking about pregnancy so much lately, which is like, why? I'm sure everyone's like, Alexa, yeah, exactly. Why? Your, your baby's eight months old. Yeah. <laughs> I think because... With my first, which every I think everyone experiences this, you know, you don't know anything. And when you think you know something, you know that you don't know anything. So um, my, with my second, I think I was much more intentional and like a little, um, I was much um, more flexible and like open-minded and open to things. Like with my daughter, I had, I only had an epidural for like two hours that she was born and I was in labor for like 40 hours. So I felt like, Oh, I could have done a natural labor. I only had it for two hours. Like I only needed drugs for two hours. So with my son, I didn't have any epidural. I had a natural delivery. It was like the scariest thing ever. Cause I was unprepared. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like now that I've like, had time to like, you know, the newborn stage is over he's sitting up and crawling and I'm having a little bit more time to assess. I've been thinking about like, Oh, what if I had another child and my personal experience with pregnancy. And I think with the first one, I was just so unaware. And with the second one I had, uh, my daughter was like one years old when I got pregnant. So I just didn't really think about all that stuff because I had a one year old. Mm -hmm. and so now I feel like I'm starting to kind of like get my bearings a little bit to the point where I can like process and think things through that I didn't really think about before, which I also just think comes with like age. I'm 30 now and I it was 27 before. So just little things like that. But anyway, I've been thinking so much more about nutrition because with my, with both my kids, um, specifically with my son, I was pregnant during the summer and I teach, I'm a garden educator. So I was eating just crazy good all the time because that was the food that was available. I was at school. My, I work at a school that um, has this all plant-based diet and I like, we get food every day. So I'm eating these like amazing, like spicy papayas and vegan enchiladas for lunch that are like heavy veggie fruit filled things with all kinds of protein. So I felt great um, as far as like my diet and things like that, but postpartum out the window, I was mm -hmm. just, you know, if I was eating at school, it was great, but for the most part, like, I feel like I have not taken care of myself 
physically and uh, with my diet and nutrition at all until like honestly till quarantine with COVID I've been home and having time to actually think about my diet and like what am I ingesting and making more things from scratch and having fermented yeah. like things that are necessary in the postpartum I feel like for the first six months of postpartum I just was like neglecting so I wanted to kind of ask you if you could give us like maybe a couple basics of like this is what your body really needs during pregnancy and maybe this is what your body really needs during postpartum. So we just have a couple points of focus because I know when you're pregnant, you know, you just, there's like so many cliches in America of like, just indulge in whatever you want. You know, mm-hmm. I've got 12 dozen donuts and like, yeah, sure, whatever. Just like, you're going to gain weight, eat a, eat a donut if you want a donut, you know, but this idea of like, eat all the donuts, I'm like, who the hell told us that? Because honestly, that's what I heard when I was pregnant with my daughter. Like Eating, I, I think, yeah, I think, um, I think if, um, I think in, in the notes that you sent me, you asked me for three tips um, for eating during pregnancy. And I think um, your your story just uh, just now sort of summarizes what I was going to say, actually, um, which is one size does not fit all, number one. So what works for, for one mom is not going to work for the next mom. We, we, we all have different eating habits. We all have different tastes. We all have different lifestyles and budgets and, and geolocations. You know, some women are in food deserts and some women, um, you know, are, are, you know, just they have a whole foods and they're eating that but they're choosing making you know they're just also eating you know 10 donuts a week or whatever so um it's it's very very hard to navigate along with uh morning sickness and um you know everything else so i i think the the message here is to eat a variety of nutrient dense foods and i think if you do that you're sort of halfway there so um making smart choices um is is part of the is you know part of the the plan actually if you want to sort of have a comprehensive uh sort of nutrition picture um choosing uh foods that are colorful they say eat the rainbow so your your gardening story um you know covers that it's the plants that contain all the vitamins and the minerals um and and then I'd say, you know, you got to figure out what works for you as well. So you have to be willing to be flexible. If you can't, if all of, uh, you know, if your aversion to meat prevents you from eating uh, all kinds of meat, then you're going to go to, you should go to a plant, more plant-based diet uh, and be open to it. And um, you can get your protein that way. Um, If you're craving something, you know, that's really sweet, go for yogurt with with fruit inside with some granola or something instead of the donut. So it's making these conscious decisions. that you know that are that are important but of course the hormones are raging and you're not sure you know you're just grabbing whatever because you're super hungry and all of that but um you know you, you also have to remember that your safety net is your prenatal vitamin so if you're taking a prenatal vitamin um you know don't get so hung up on counting um the micronutrients uh, so, you know, you, you're getting enough folic acid in your prenatal vitamin. So any, any kind of folate that you introduce to your diet, um, through orange juice, through spinach, romaine lettuce, whatever it is, is, is wonderful. And it's all, you know, it's all a bonus. So, uh, as long as you're looking at a, um, you know, diet that's, uh, varied and nutrient dense, I think you're going to you know, you're going to cover most bases. Um, that said, number two is aim for balance in nutrition. 
So um, what, what that refers to is, um, you know, looking at the macronutrients and how do you, how do you get a good, um, how do you get a good balance among the macro, macronutrients being, you know, the calories, the protein, the carb, and the fats that you need. Um, and once again, you're looking for nutrient dense, um, foods in these, in these big, uh, group food groups. And, uh, for instance, with calories, um, you know, most, uh, pregnant women, um, will need more calories in the second and third trimester. Um, and the calories that you need will depend on your pregnancy, um, of course, your pre-pregnant weight and whether you're carrying multiples or not, things like that. But in mm. general, they'll say that the average uh, calorie need is about 300 extra calories per day, which is not a lot. Yeah, it's not a lot. Exactly. So you have to make smart choices. Um, and some women will need more. And as, you're, as you get closer to delivery, of course, and your baby's growing, you, you probably will you know, bounce that up to closer to four to 500 calories. Um, but it's, it's really not a lot. So, um, you know, you have that, that balance there with the calories, and then you also need a lot of protein. You need the average pregnancy, uh, needs about 71 grams of protein, which wow. if you've ever tried to count your protein, it, 71 is pretty much, you know, Very that's a lot. It is a lot. Wow. And, you know, yeah. we're in a protein age now where there are a million different varieties of protein bars on the market, protein shakes, all yeah. kinds of protein powders, uh, vegan protein powders and whey and, you know, all of that. Um, so you think, oh, it's easier to get protein. And yes, it is a little easier to get protein, but if that's still a lot if you're not used to eating that much protein. So, you know, you have to sort of refocus on on the proteins that you eat, but the, the benefit of that is you're going to feel much more full if you eat protein because they take less time than a carb to burn off, you know. And yeah. then looking at your carbs, um, we want to choose complex carbs, you know, the whole grains, um, the darker grains. Um, anything whole is, is better than anything processed in, in general. Um, and if you look at the fats, you know, you're looking for the healthy fats, basically. Um, so, you know, like that. Nuts and seeds and DHA, omega-3, so that's, um, that comes primarily from fish. Um, and I know there's some people that are scared to eat, eat fish during pregnancy. Uh, we talk about um, mercury levels in fish. Generally, it's not a problem if you, you know, limit your consumption um, to maybe three times a week. Uh, canned tuna is fine, about, you know, 12 ounces a week. Um, so it's those kinds of, of things that, you know, you're, you eat differently than I do. Um, but I think in the purpose of our book is to give enough choices, uh, which we do, um, in our optimal foods for every month. So if you're going to the grocery store, you can take the book and see, oh yeah, I really like, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z. So I'm just going to pick that up. And I know that there's a recipe in the book for those foods. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's sort of what we try to do. We try to make it easy for moms. Um, to divide it up by the months. So there are nine, sort of nine chapters in the book. Um, and every chapter covers that, that stage of development in the baby's growth and anything that the mom might be feeling, any changes in her development as well. Um, but then we give the optimal nutrition for the month and the foods that will impact the most the baby's development and mom's, mom's needs as well. But all the recipes are interchangeable, of course. You can 
you know, you can mix and match. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's so awesome. It's so thoughtful. Yeah. Every, I mean, third edition, if we, if we weren't thinking, <laughs> if we didn't learn something by the third edition, <laughs> we're <Yeah>. in trouble. <laughs> I, I want to ask you about the latter part of the book, because most of the moms that reach out to us have a child under one years old already. And so I am curious to see what you have to say about eating for not just postpartum, but even postpartum depression, maybe. Like if, I mean, there's a, a, a small chapter um, that talks about like baby blues versus postpartum depression. And um, on the show, we've talked a lot about mental health because I've had a lot of um, battles with my own stuff. Okay, so I want to ask you to touch on eating for breastfeeding and eating for, let's just say, like, general postpartum. Everybody has, like, specific needs, like you said earlier, and I love that, like, no one system fits all. So some of us are going to struggle with mental, I mean, um, with depression or anxiety in a larger way after pregnancy, which was my experience, um, but a lot of women don't. So let's, after you have the baby and your body's going through all these changes and fluctuation, just craziness, like you just sometimes feel, I felt so crazy. What are maybe one or two things that would be easy to implement in your diet that can help you transition back into not having a baby in your body? Does that make sense? Is that... Yeah, yeah, okay. no, it definitely makes sense. And okay. actually, um, there's a lot of research being done on nutrition for postpartum depression. Um, okay. And it's very exciting. It's very, very exciting. Um, so generally, it's the same as the pregnancy diet. It's a lot of the same nutrients okay. that you want to focus on that um, sort of, uh, you know, keep your keep your body in good shape from uh, folate you know early in pregnancy you need folate and that's so you can prevent neural tube defects but also it's been um, associated with um, improving energy and mental health postpartum I didn't know that. so that's one um, you look at uh, b6 also um, in pregnancy it can help prevent morning sickness and in postpartum they're doing research that shows it can help with mood balance hmm. um, vitamin D is another one it helps with bone development during pregnancy postpartum um, we know it's the you know it helps alleviate depression D is for depression if you get uh, if you have ample stores of D or if you can get D from the sunshine or um, you know you might need a D supplement actually so that's another one um, iron is another one to combat fatigue because a lot of postpartum depression is fatigue you just feel like you know maybe you can't get out of bed um, DHA Big studies done on how that might alleviate depression during really? pregnancy and postpartum. So those are a few of the the nutrients. Also for breastfeeding, these are all you know your baby continues to grow and needs the same nutrients that you were feeding he you know your baby during pregnancy. So um, there's a lot of overlap in. Um, in that, I don't know if your doctor told you to continue with your um, prenatal vitamin postpartum. No, nope. or if she did, she told me I had to. Yeah. So that's, that's some good advice. Yeah. Um, otherwise it's once again, you know, that nutrient dense, uh, diet that you're aiming for, depending on your own, you know, tastes and everything else. Uh, and as you mentioned, cook at home. And I think that's really a big part of, um, 
you know, eating well and uh, eating well is a form of self-respect if you can look at it that way. Yeah. Making time to cook for yourself um, shows that, you know, I'm, I'm taking care of myself. Uh, making time to, uh, to exercise, I'm taking care of myself. And I know as a new mom, saying this, they're probably like, yeah, right. right. <laughs> How am I ever going to do this, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm just putting something in the freeze from the freezer into the microwave. Thank you very much. Right. I'm not making my my bread from scratch. Right. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just cooking at home, the most simple things, um, and it makes a difference. And I think that's how you can sort of uh, feel more a sense of control over your life as well. Because being a new mom, you feel out of control. I mean, I remember yeah. like totally feeling. I'm not me. I don't know who I am. Uh, you know, I don't have time for anything. I don't have time to take care of myself. Every all your energy is directed towards your your baby. Right. Uh, so it's um yeah it's tough. It's really tough. And uh, for all those moms who are breastfeeding, I say you're, you're heroes. Um, I I could not breastfeed uh, for for medical reasons, but um, you know I know it's tough. I know it's a journey. I know uh, you know it's it, it, we. This is research that we're also doing. The company that I work with is also doing research on breastfeeding. <laughs> so yeah, so it's um it's it's tough. But hang in, hang in. And my message to moms really is is take care of yourselves. Find that you know. Find that extra time yeah. um, to to make time for yourself. Actually, um, and one of the one of the wonderful um, mantras that the the yoga guru that I work with says is um, love your body and trust its wisdom. Mm. So if you're if you listen to your body, it will tell you the things that you need to do. Um, and then it's just finding you know finding the finding the time and the energy. Uh, to do them. Yes. Wow. That like kind of makes me want to cry. That's yeah. That's such a good. I know. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. And I would want to add to that maybe even just having five to 10 minutes, um, a day, like keep it manageable, you know, something that you could ask for help, like taking, asking your partner, like, Hey, can I just have 10 minutes when the baby goes down? You know, cause that can, it can feel overwhelming to think like, oh, I have to build in me time. Somehow I need to wake up before. No, 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 no. When you have a under one year old, like five to 10 minutes, sometimes it's all you can handle. And that can be sufficient enough to like, I'm going to make myself a really nice cup of tea and a, you Mm -hmm. know, put together some nuts and dark chocolate or whatever it is, you know, so just something super simple and be super excited and give yourself so much grace in the process. Exactly, exactly. And enjoy the moment. I mean, that's something, you know, that is something when you have that one moment of that really good cup of coffee, it's it. Okay, that's that's it. You 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 were satisfied for that one moment, and that's enough to carry you for a few hours, perhaps. Yes. Um, but another thing, I think, and I've been doing, as I said, I've been doing a lot of meditation lately. Um, another thing is your breath, and I don't know if you're. I think you're I'm yogis, yoga instructor, right? Or right? You're you okay? Yeah. So one one other really interesting um, interesting thing is um, uh, your breath is easier to control than your mind. Yes. And if you think about it, it is so true because um, the analogy that uh, my yoga master used is that uh, the kite is your mind and the breath is the string. And if you can calm your breath, you're going to calm your mind at the same time because you're not going to have a jerky breath that jerks the mind with it, you know. Right. Um, and that's all done through, through, you know, breathing. So I think what moms do is they tend to forget to exhale. 
And exhaling is the biggest part of breathing, actually. You don't need to inhale as much as you need to exhale. So I think uh, just, you know, bringing some, some of the grounding sort of breath into your, if I could do, a, if I could be mom to small kids all over again, I would be on the floor belly breathing with them because mm -hmm. that's what kids do. They are natural yogis. They're belly breathing the whole day. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I mean, these small things can make a huge difference when you remember them and you just are mindful and you are number one, just give yourself a break. You know, that's, that's the most important thing, right? Give yourself a break. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just giving women a toolkit actually yes. to, um, yeah, to, to navigate pregnancy. It's fabulous. And I will have, for all of our listeners, um, I just want to let you know that I will have the links in the show notes to where you can find the book. And um, we're also going to put out a couple of her recipes on the blog so that you can try some things out. And I chose um, some fruit-based ones. I think that fruit can be a little bit easier to try sometimes when you're like just entering more of like a health conscious That's diet. True. Um, that is true. So those will be on the blog and I'll have links to that as well. And then Catherine, if people want to find you and learn more about you, where should we send them? Yeah, well, I think um, one of the best places is at Eating for Pregnancy on Instagram, okay. on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, and I also, you can always reach me um, at my website, which is katherinejonescookbooks.com, where you'll see all of my uh, all of the cookbooks I've written. Um, but I do post on Instagram every day. I give videos of what I'm cooking, and I, right now I'm cooking every recipe in the book, so you can join me on my journey. Um, I made the Dutch pancakes this morning for my son. I'm doing the pork chops mm. today. Um, it just and I did the raspberry strawberry syrup yesterday. So it's and I eat uh, the bran muffins every morning. That's like my morning uh, meal with a cup of coffee. So nice. um, you know you can see it all there. And if you have any questions or if you need more information, I'm here for you. Love it. And I will have links and all that on the show notes as well to everything that you just said. And I'm looking at the Dutch baby pancake bliss recipe right now, and I'm so excited. I feel so inspired after this because it is so easy to live off of granola bars after you have a child. <laughs> so it's, Yeah, it's... but as I said, give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. It's, it is, yeah. and, and when you're ready to jump in the kitchen and start cooking, um, you know, I, I feel like when I don't, when I take a break from cooking, um, it always takes me a little while to start again. Cause then sure. you, you sort of cooking builds on itself. So mm -hmm. then you have the ingredients that you need. And once you've got that, then it's easier to throw together a meal and, and that's, you know, things start building on themselves. So, um, yeah, so I, I, you know, we, we choose some easy recipes to start and then, uh, you know, as you. As and cook for what your family likes. Right. Uh, you know that's that's really what we try to do is cover all bases. Um, whether you know I made the um, the chicken tenders, the breaded chicken tenders the other night. I love them. I, I'll admit that those are one of my favorites. And the chicken curry is another family favorite that I do a lot of. Um, the bean the bean uh, chili I put uh, in tacos for my son because he loves you know kind of tacos and and. Um, and uh, quesadillas and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but the whole wheat pancakes, um, Mexican rice, uh, popovers. So it just goes on and on. Um, yeah. And it's it's all homemade, and, it, and your kids are going to love it, uh, and you're going to love it. But uh, you know, the, there's no stress here. If if yeah. you if you need to 
if you need to grab grab and go, that's fine too. Yeah. No, don't. Yep. Don't. No stress. No guilt. No nothing. Oh, I so <laughs> You're doing appreciate your best. that. I so appreciate that because mom guilt is real. We have enough of that. We- uh. <laughs> well, thank you so so much, Catherine. Well, thank you. Thank you. This was a real pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Get the show notes at thenewmomshow.com. And don't forget to subscribe so we can stay in touch. And feel free to leave a review on iTunes so we can reach more new moms like you. New New Moms moms out. out!